0: Welcome to the known legacy podcast by dads for dads coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas For more info go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under known legacy Now here's your host bill and travis
1: Good morning, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well out there uh, it is
0: a uh cold cold morning it is cold morning
2: i'm from albany new york it's, it's not cold that's that's true <laughs> yesterday it was cold Yesterday it was cold <laughs> seven degrees well yeah. it,
1: in texas heat this is cold this yes. is like you know this is a, a balmy what is it 22 maybe there, there was an ice threat this morning yeah 10 cars were off the road because no one knows how to drive <laughs> in dallas and it's only mainly because they were looking at their phone. Absolutely, that's Absolutely. pretty much what it was. So,
0: so. You, you may be uh, hearing a voice that you're not familiar with, and so uh, which is amazing. Uh, we have another guest this week, which I'm yeah. really excited about. We're getting ready for Known Legacy, uh, the conference coming yeah. up this weekend, and uh, so we we one of the speakers is uh, here, and it's going to share a little bit of his story. So, why don't you introduce yourself real quick and uh, give us the details?
2: Well, I'm Duke Herget, Pastor Duke from. Uh, church at newtown road in northern suburb of albany new york half moon can any good thing come out of new york that's a great question hey listen i came bagels. out of new york
1: i'm pretty good <laughs> bagels just bagels, rubbing
2: it in a little bit just rubbing it in
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dude uh, you have an amazing voice for radio i just hope you know that because it's like there's there's james earl jones and then there's you and either of you could read could read my my obituary and i'd be
2: okay with that
0: or just good night moon or to good put night put, moon put good night
2: this. moon It was probably the late 60s, early 70s abuse of my vocal cords (laughs) with marijuana and other chemicals, but uh, that's all B.C., before Christ changed everything.
1: That's awesome. Well, I wanted you to get on because I've got a few heroes. Jesus is my big hero, and you're a very close second. So uh, you and then Joe Russo. Uh, So I I have have a few heroes, but I, I really wanted everyone to hear your heart about ministry in life, kind of where you came from, how you grew up. Um, I constantly qu- like talk about you. In fact, he's the one who, uh, who famed the, the quote, don't let people mess you up about God. Let God straighten you out about people. Love that
0: quote. So that's Good the, job, That's the
1: one where I keep picking up from. So he is much wiser than he looks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you saw a picture of him, you'd realize he looks extremely wise, like extremely wise. Like If you're going on the, on the mountaintop to, to have a moment of just reflection, he'd be sitting up there with Gandalf.
2: Just talking. Very true. Well, I didn't kill all the brain cells in 1969, <laughs> though I tried and I tried and I tried. <laughs> well, cool. Share
1: your story a little bit about, about who you are and where you're from. Oh,
2: my immigrant parents from Hungary, Uh my great-grandfather was a moonshiner. He trained his sons to be bootleggers. I like you more and more. <laughs> uh, my, my father was raised in the liquor business, raised us kids in the liquor business until the drug culture came through, and I jumped into that with both feet. Uh, no uh, known believers in our family, and uh, yet people were praying for us. And mm-hmm. um, Jesus knocked on the door of my uh, hippie heart in uh, 1972, uh, saved me out of the drug culture and uh, called me to preach. Didn't even know what that meant. And I put on my heart to uh, start a church. I thought it would be in England. Uh, God uh, took me to Albany, New York. I, <laughs> everything I planned on doing, it, it didn't work. <laughs> it's funny how God makes that happen. you know?
0: The best laid plans by man are often thwarted yeah, by God.
2: I was going to marry a girl named Jeannie, and God <laughs> raised the ante and gave me Joellen. And, and yeah. every, everything I planned to do didn't happen, but what did happen turned out to be a lot greater than I planned to do. So uh, I'm not complaining. I'm just just trying to stay close to Jesus and enjoy the journey.
1: That's awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you didn't go to England. Yes, because well, first thing, actually, no, your voice would sound amazing with an English accent. So just, th- but I'm really glad because
0: I, I feel like you have a man crush going on here. I do.
1: Bob. I'm just going to be honest <laughs> with you. I kind of do. It's I'm a little, I'm <sighs> a little bit flustered now. No, but, but you, I am a product of your of your ministry. So I'm sorry for everyone out there listening. But I'm a product of your ministry, so it's your fault. But but if you hadn't engaged the heart of the people in your church. To then have someone talk to my father who then therefore led me to the lord so i'm glad you didn't go to england i'm pretty pretty thankful for that right yeah
0: now.
2: well that's the providence of god those are the things that he knows and he's going to do and we just uh, as we draw close we serve him fervently we look up and there's people in our past divine uh, connections that's mm. uh, overwhelming i didn't understand it as much as a younger man you know uh, you know jesus is with us always and yet it turns out he really was <laughs> yeah 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 he wasn't kidding yeah and then uh, you you cross paths with people you have that sense of destiny that yeah. this is this is something's happening here beyond what i can see and then you know you you, you look, go down the road 10 20 30 years and then you look back and say oh my goodness it was it was his hand in that moment sacred yeah, yeah, moments yeah. along the way that Probably were way more sacred than what we realized in the moment. So it's a great way to live.
0: Yeah, and I and I think the the unintended consequence uh, on our side, but definitely on God's side, it's the intended consequences. Once you realize that, the worry thing kind of goes away because yeah, you realize He's doing things so far beyond and so far ahead of you. Yeah, it just the worry stuff just kind of it, it just it's amazing the freedom that has, and that's something that for me really started kicking in about two years ago when. You know, you just sit back and you're like, God, only God can make this stuff happen anyways. Yeah. yeah for yeah. all the energy and all of the worry and all the stress I put into X, Y, or Z, or try to make whatever connections at the end of the day, it's just God and his providence. So yeah, he's not works. waiting
2: for us to figure this out and figure a plan and a strategy. I, I think he's, as I've grown older and i watched his hand moving through the years, I, I think you just need to draw nigh to him and will be a great worshiper and then expect great things from God. And uh, uh, what he has done has been outside of my my initial planning. I mean, I wanted to start a church that started churches, and that's what happened. That That part did uh, come to fruition, but that part was straight from the Bible. Right. It wasn't some kind of a strategy. I, I, I knew how I was going to win souls. That didn't work. I knew how I was going to plant a church. It didn't work. <laughs> and yet I look back, and he did it. And it was it was so evident that it was him and our little band of uh, early followers. You know, we we kind of did it the old school way, kind of faith missions, we used to call it, where you know god called you to preach go preach and so we'd go to a town and just get secular jobs i drove school bus for a f- few years worked nights at ups and it was just a soul-winning opportunity in right. those places so our, our problems were our opportunity mm-hmm. and uh, uh we would be up against it uh, financially how are we going to do this that we don't have any money to do that and then those were the times where god stepped up and did things so that those that were kind of banding together with some earthly insecurities you know here we are meeting the basement of a bank we're not really a real church and <laughs> our pastor's an ex-hippie and he's only 24 years old and <laughs> and yet god showed up and the people oh, yeah. knew it's not it's not us it's him and and that's what moses i call it my debt to my flock moses on the mountain told the god they'll never believe you sent me god said oh yeah i say well what's that in your hand right and uh, God equipped him with signs, miracles, and wonders. And I can't walk on the water and do those kinds of signs, but I can be poor and facing uh, some problems and have him provide for me and then declare it from the mountaintop. And so our problems were our opportunities. Yeah. God is faithful.
1: Mm, our problems are opportunities. I love that. That's another one. It's a Dukeism. It, it is. He's got a lot of Dukeisms, in fact. He's also got amazing stories uh, from his childhood. That'll probably get him in trouble on here, but we'll, we'll but I, I love, I love his heart. I'm just kidding about that, but I just, I love, I love his heart for this. And, you know, I don't know why I keep thinking about this, but I know that, that you're kind of, uh, you've been in ministry over 40 years, obviously, you know, what, what's a, cause you started in what, what, what year
2: we launched our church in July of 1978, just okay. finishing up our 41st year here.
1: Because I wasn't even born, and then just to make you feel young, I have and, eternal life,
2: so none of that
0: matters. <laughs> I know this is the first time we meet forever, which is fantastic. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's That is another Dukeism.
1: Me. That's a, that sounds like a Dukeism too. But I guess I, so. I don't know why this is in my heart because I'm I, thinking as though, you know, I know that you've passed on uh, Newtown to to another leader who's incredible. Matt Matt's an incredible guy, um, and and so so but so I guess I feel like I want to ask you this question. What would you say to some church members? Like, you know, I know they have these pastors that I talk to go. On my last day, I'm gonna preach this message. You know, like, you know, and, and I was like, I guess I'd be intrigued to know what you would want to share with the average churchgoer who kind of uh, is is this at church and just sitting there. Like, what would what would you share them from the pastor to like the leader? You know, to the to the shepherd kind of question. Does that make sense? No, but I think
0: Duke's gonna go for okay, it. Okay, cool.
2: Uh, come up. I think we're talking about the generational realities of the church of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, every generation understands its uh, its own generation uh, we, we try to understand the generation above it's not my fault I just happen to be a member of the coolest generation the Woodstock era okay so you know best music and you know I can't argue the with that actually I, I'm trying to and I'm like <laughs> Rolling Stone I got nothing Zeppelin I know, I got Hendrix, nothing. show Joplin uh, yeah, that, we've, yeah we've got Justin Bieber uh, oh, upon that foundation <laughs> Uh, I think we could get past Justin Bieber and get back to Jesus and Jesus. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Jesus said this about this topic, the gates of hell will not prevail against my Mm. church. Right. That's a prophecy that the church will succeed through the ages. And that includes our age. And so my, my home pastor, who was the best, Uh, was fearful of some of my methodology and uh, in the end, in his dying days, he he embraced it and and he had that sense of generational uh, wisdom from God in the Mm. moment for this generation of the church. I think that's foundational for what we're talking about here god will enlighten uh, each generation to how to reach their generation right and to the older generations which i never thought i'd be part of what's that all about Uh, (laughs) um uh, it's it's hard for them to let go. You know, the, the older generation, you know, they're thinking, well, we're the ones that built this church. We're the ones that paid for it. We're right. the ones that, our blood, our sweat, our tears. Yet I found, unfortunately, those that are those that have built it are often willing to kilt it. I know that's bad English, but from New York, you know, <laughs> what are you going to say? makes sense,
0: though, yeah. For our audience, that makes complete sense. <laughs> yes, it does. In fact, that's pretty raw. I mean, that, that's pretty uh, mild, right?
2: And I don't think the older generation really wants to kill the church. But yeah. they have to have an awareness that uh, healthy things uh, uh, grow and growing things change. 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 And uh, so change is difficult. Transition is difficult for finite man, but it's essential to experience an infinite God mm. that that, that gospel is going to go. And it always it never changes. And yet it uh, it, it, it morphs into the culture. And it's, it's the truth that will set that culture free and get it back on its base. So it's it's tough uh, being the older generation uh, watching a younger generation because each generation thinks itself superior, which I've proven today. <laughs> <laughs> no argument again. It's, dang it! Uh, winner winner chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't fight this. So I think it, it but the answer is always the same. We just draw nigh to God and in His presence, mm. that that stuff fades away. All the silliness goes away, and and we we sense His presence and His holiness and and, and unfeigned love for the brethren and then it happens and then those younger men begin to bear fruit and the older generation sees wow it's the same gospel it's the the, the stage looks different and the colors are different the lights are different right and the music is different but met, the message is the same and once a, a an older uh, church member gets that they can become so valuable for the their final part of the journey, which is what I'll be speaking on uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah, awesome.
0: yeah. I'm excited to hear that. It reminds me of the the story of Jesus when he's he's talking to his followers. He's like, no one puts new wine into an old wineskin, mm-hmm. and then he says, the old wine is good. Yeah. You know, it's not like you're making a judgment yeah. or a value judgment on the old wine when you discover new wine and you put it into new wineskins. I think that's what you're talking about within the church. Wine is still wine, it's still beautiful and delicious, but eventually there needs to be new coverings on the wine
2: every for the gener- sake of the generations. Yeah, every generation of wine uh, needs new wineskins. Right. It's just that's what Jesus said, and I don't think he was kidding. No, no.
1: not at all. Not at all. So I, I, I love where you're going with it, and it makes me think about the impact that the older generation can have, but I'm also finding a divide and maybe, maybe this is it. And I mean, maybe I'm throwing it back beyond world war two, but I remember having this conversation with another pastor about two lenses and really whether it's the internet or whether I'm guess I would say the internet kind of creates a divide where there's this, there's an older generation that, that keeps saying, you know, Hey, they'll figure it out someday. Kind of they'll go through their own hardships. And then there's a younger generation that's saying, I don't know where to go, but there's, there's knowledge Abundantly, there's all this information. I'll even call it everywhere that they can seek it out. But, but can you maybe give a condemnation? Not a condemnation. A, 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 I guess I'd say. Well, I'm losing my words today. Can you give maybe kind of an encouragement to the older generation about the value of them speaking into the younger generation?
2: Mm. Well, it's our calling. Um, mm. Scriptures speak explicitly uh, about the older men and women are in his plan to be full of wisdom. But when we are full of uh, holding on to how we did it and the music that we love and we we fuss, then then we completely uh, break uh, his holy heart. Um, I think it just ultimately has to be an awareness of of, of change to, to stay uh, in embracing the changes. I hear people talk about you know Facebook is such a terrible thing. Well, if you got terrible friends, it is. But if you have good yeah. friends, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Not, there's nothing uh, innately sinful about technology. It can be used for good or evil. So I, I think uh, it's it, I think true worship, staying in the Word of God, being in awe of Him and His glory, and living in, with the expectancy of His soon return not being angry at how the world is changing right. uh, as, it, as we're setting up for yeah, the second yeah, yeah. advent of Jesus. Just kind of let go and let God enjoy the journey as the darkness encroaches, which we know evil men and seducers will wax, worse and worse deceiving and being deceived. Instead of trying to hold on to how it was, just uh, enter into our moment as bright and shining lights. As, as our light shines in the darkness, it, as those days encroach, uh, we have great opportunity to, uh, to, to bring him glory.
0: I think that's, you know, as you're as you're talking, the thing that keeps coming to my my mind is um, and I see it in my dad where he he hit a certain age and he felt like he had arrived at the horizon. And now he was just kind of starting to wait for his final breath. Mm. Um, And he forgot that he can still be alive even well into his life. And I think that's what you're talking about of of uh, regardless of your age, look to the horizon and see what God is on. On, is on yeah, the march yeah, doing, yeah. and even though you may be full of fear, there's things to be fearful of. God still wins, and so don't hesitate. Um, whether you're 65 or 75 or 85, you still have a you still have an impact in this kingdom. Yeah, you still have a role yeah. in this, and so there's still a horizon out there that you need to be looking to, and not just waiting to breathe your last breath.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's things that young men can do. The Bible talks about young men are strong and the word of God abideth in you and you old men. And he, he divides it up. And as a young person, I was responsible to glean, glean the wisdom from those uh, who've come before me. And then as the the uh, time passes, then you become the old man and it's, it's time to pass it on. You know, you have uh, our, our, our um, positions that we, we fight over and, but along with the Bible laying down positions that we need to stand upon, there's also a disposition, mm-hmm. which I think is probably more critical than anything because people really don't care today, doctrinally, where you stand. No. Uh, so our disposition is, is going to open or close the doors. The younger generation will not receive anything good or evil uh, from uh, the wrong disposition. And the Holy Spirit mm. gives them discernment on what a, a right disposition is. And so I think, cool. as older people, we need to really work on that. That we should be the we should be the warmest people in the church. We should be the kindest people in the church. We should be the most enthusiastic. I and mean, we're getting closer to heaven. We're going to meet Jesus, right. which is way cool. That's not a scary thing. Well, and I think confidence too. Like absolutely, like in a world
0: of constant change, being surrounded by or being in the presence of someone who just has confidence that says, "You know, I've been here, done this, seen it a hundred times, and God will still provide." Gives such hope to. People.
2: Yeah, I came up with a thought a few months ago um, young men dream dreams, sitting around our little table here. Yeah. Old men reflect, Mm. but may my reflections throw gasoline on your sparks as young Mm. men. Uh, I'm glad he
1: called us a young men too. That <laughs> makes me happy
2: Dukeism, I feel like there's a book around the corner. Oh, there
0: is got to be a book. Dukeism.
2: As wow. long as there's old men, there'll be young men. So <laughs> that's
0: the way it rolls. That that is a guarantee. <laughs> so so
1: even you're saying that because I loved you saying about being warm dis- disposition. I love that 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 analogy. How would you know? Because because I've I've met some um some old some seasoned veterans who are who claim to have a warm disposition but really don't. So I wonder if there's anything that you could help them to go, maybe, maybe this is a good way to evaluate, like, I need to change my disposition. Maybe there's a couple. I don't know if there's any
2: kind of any way to do that if there's just. Well, God has not called us unto anger, wrath, and malice. Mm. <laughs> He's delivered us from that. And I, I think when those emotions are emerging from our heart, our heart's just not in the right place. Right. Um, my calling at age 65 is, in the, my journey at age 65 is a little bit different than my journey was at 25. And so to embrace what God is doing in the moment, uh, I've never been equipped uh, to do what I'm doing now, mostly on the road doing conferences. Yeah, uh, I have an equipping, you know, 40 years of pastoral ministry, uh, 40 years with uh, the same woman and she's full of wisdom. And uh, we're able to go in and encourage uh, ministries that I didn't have that ability to do that 25 years ago, mm-hmm. 30 years ago. So it's what God's doing now. And there, there's nothing that, anger doesn't come into that at all. Uh, I need the younger generation to teach me how to reach the younger generation. There's areas I need not go. Um, if if I exalt my own generation, I hope it's always in humor. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course. I mean, we gave you guys $22 trillion in national debt. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but we broke <laughs> the dress you. code. Now you can, you don't have to wear socks when you go to school now. So we got you all free at school. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs>
1: it's a $22 trillion socks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I love it. Oh,
0: man. That's beautiful.
1: no I think it's good I I I just I guess that's it because there is a younger generation you know that I I have conversations with these guys who don't have anybody and I guess for those listening those those older guys who are going I don't know why I'm existing now you know or I don't know what I have to offer and I'm and I'm looking at some of these people and they've been married 43 years how long have y'all been y'all been married 41 41 years like almost that's not normal anymore you know and if someone's married 41 years they there's there's four different marriages in that 41
2: years and my wife has a good pension too so i'm working really hard on exactly. a marriage now so find motivation it. wherever you can exactly right
1: <laughs> no i've seen his wife he married way out of his league yeah, so i,
2: I out I punted my coverage, I punted yes, your you coverage like crazy
1: but I, I think that's that's where i and i guess this is a plea from us where're you know the, the younger generation isn't necessarily going to jump up and say hey we want you to 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 mentor me there there's the few in those pockets that'll say yeah I need someone to mentor me but for the most part they're waiting to be invited into a conversation and so I appreciate that because I feel like there's a lot of guys who who are just waiting for someone to come up and see them and uh, I mean this generation is so socially inept other than getting online so so I appreciate that and so any guys out there listening who are in their 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 seasoned years, I would say reach find somebody to grab a coffee with or call because they're not going to call you.
0: Yeah, there you know um, I met with a young twenty two year old uh, who was interested in the church plant thing and and he he was so excited like I, I forgot the optimism of a twenty two year old kid but he's like a puppy man he doesn't know where to go yeah. he you know he's throwing out leadership concepts and he's throwing but he has nothing to anchor to and uh and so i invited him to um a little side leadership meeting that i have from once a month just to go through a book yeah and this you you would have thought um michael jordan asked him out to dinner i mean he he just responded so like oh absolutely whatever it takes i'll be there i'll buy the first four you know and i'm like no 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 no, no. we want you to be a part of the conversation so i think you're exactly right we as the older generation whether we're 65 or 45 or 30 um it, 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 just ask. Yeah. Just ask that next generation. Find your Reach Timothy. Out. Invest in your Timothy. And ask that ne- next generation. See what God could do with that relationship. I think that's a brilliant, simple step.
2: Yeah, I think go for it. Well, transitions took Israel from slavery into the wilderness. Another transition took them from the wilderness into the promised land. Mm-hmm. It's a big, big part of, of the journey, and uh, to finish well, what a what a calling that is. Um, it I'm just learning to look ahead instead of look back, and. Oh, me, you know, I'm no longer the lead pastor and I don't get to make these decisions. And these people don't know that my blood, my sweat, my tears, you know, were in this. We laid those footings, you know, and the rain came and, you know, that was then. That's what God did then. God's doing stuff now. Right. And I, I celebrate those memories. It was him. We give him glory. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I don't want to live in the past. God right. isn't the I was. He's the I am. Ah, uh, Dukeism. So good. That's why I needed to get him on here
1: because I'm like... I'm just going to let you talk for six hours. I'm going to say, "Welcome to the podcast," and you're just going to talk. That's really all I needed you to do. Well, my
2: wife calls this rambling, but (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. but now it's strategic rambling. So we're in good shape. This is great. But I, I do I love and appreciate your heart again. Knowing knowing the impact it's had in my life, knowing the impact that it's had on known legacy. I mean, you you're one of the reasons why this ministry even exists, and that's why I wanted people to hear your heart because I love you know we've talked about this before, but you've made ministry in in its understandable terms, very simple for people. And that's what I loved about it, because you, you've never been heady, but it's been very smart. And I mean heady because I use heady in a negative term. It's not, it wasn't um, theological. It was just sometimes we'll hear people that just speak in these big words that kind of shut people down. I've never heard that from you, and you speak life to people.
2: Well, those were some of the brain cells that were killed in 1969, <laughs> and so... You just work. Sometimes the deck's not totally Our God full. is a redemptive God, <laughs> yes. and yes.
0: he goes, oh, all right, I gave you a brilliant brain, but now it's half there. I'll, he, I'll use what I got.
2: He works with what he's got. <sighs> Always. Yeah. Um, Jesus is pretty simple. You look at him, and he just is. He broke all the cultural barriers of his day. He was politically incorrect um, when he said, render unto Caesar. He was... Medically incorrect when he uh, touched the lepers. He was culturally incorrect when he spoke publicly with women. I've just always enjoyed being incorrect, you know. (laughs) And you draw an eye to him. He just makes you different. (laughs) Yep. And he makes it kind of exciting, you know, to be a little bit different, to be comfortable in your own skin, especially when it's Jesus's skin. And uh, to be countercultural, and, and he's countercultural in every generation. Mm. And uh, it's just a joy to to, to have him living inside of us, taking the place of what we are and uh, blowing people's minds along the way and people <laughs> seeing the supernatural. And when he's high and lifted up, he draws all men unto himself. So it's kind of neat to watch him do it.
1: Yeah, love it. Agreed. Love it so well. And, and any last words you want to share?
2: <laughs> Boy, the th- things that come to my mind. <laughs> just stay close to Jesus, love Him, enjoy Him. You know, you know, we, you know heaven is he's, it's going to be you know, an incredible place, and reunions. But it's not just Jesus someday. Yeah, it's Jesus right now. Right now, yeah. I love it. it.
1: Thank you so much for being on the show today. We really do appreciate you. Yeah, thank you, Duke. I appreciate it very much.
2: Oh shucks. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> Have a great day, guys. Have
1: a great week. God bless.
0: Thanks for listening to Buy Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at